Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Amy and Molly, and today we're talking about the unreleased Taylor song that was leaked in 2018, Battle. Welcome back to the Swift Legacy podcast. Today, we're really excited to be chatting about the most recently leaked unreleased song from Taylor, which you may know as either Battle or Let's Go. It's often debated which of these is the true title, as it was leaked under Battle, but the inner circle insist that the original title was Let's Go. I am so excited to talk about this one because as far as I can remember, it was the first major leak since I got into unreleased songs and searching for them. So it was really the first time that I saw the whole leaking process unfold as it were. And we're gonna kind of delve into the story of how that happened. And then of course, look at the song, look at why it wasn't on the album and go into more detail. As far as we know, the only credited writer for this song is Taylor. And as we think it was for the Speak Now album, in my eyes, that would make sense that it was a solo write. What do you think, Molly? I think there's an argument for both solo write and co-write. Obviously, we know that most of the songs on um, Speak Now are solo writes, nearly all of them, unless you're looking at some of the um, the bonus tracks. So it could be that, um, like all those songs, it was a solo write. could also be that it was a co-write and it was cut for that reason in particular. She didn't want any co-writes on the album because she wanted it to be an entirely solo written album so that she could flex that it was solo written at 19, which is a good flex. As much as it is a good flex, we must add the entire album was not written at 19 or Rachel will swoop into this podcast and absolutely rip our throats out. Swift Legacy podcast, Mythbusters right here. One day we will do, one day we will do an episode where we break down exactly what ages Taylor wrote the different Speak Now songs at because the entire album was not written when she was 19. But that's a story for a different day. (laughs) Anyway, when we look on Genius Lyrics, it is listed that the producer of this song is Nathan Chapman. However, anyone can input the information on there. So we are not 100%, do not quote us. But from my perspective, I would say it does have quite a Nathan Chapman sound about it, Molly. I definitely agree with that. I think it's it's likely. If um, even without that written on Genius lyrics, I think that would be my guess. And that also places it around the Speak Now era, or definitely not much later than the Speak Now era. As much as she did work with him during the Red era, he was not as prolific. He wasn't as prominent, was he? Exactly. Yeah, so I think that would definitely make sense as a Speak Now reject, which we are firmly saying this is a Speak Now reject, although there yeah. are, there's a lot of debate. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's move on to that. The audio of the song was leaked in early November 2018, but some lyrics had actually been leaked on Twitter by the mystery leak account Cynthia Boyce. I don't know whether any of you guys listening will remember that, but that was an interesting time. Uh, They were leaked back in June 2015, which is three years before the audio of the song released. Cynthia Boyce claimed that Battle was recorded between Red and 1989. However, we firmly disagree for reasons that we will go into. But honestly, I'm just going to say 
first and foremost, it does not sound like a red song. Not even, not just it doesn't sound like a red song. If you listen to her voice in the recording, it doesn't sound like her voice did between Red and 1989. It's just, it, do, it doesn't make sense. And I think that's just either a bit of misinformation or she just made that up based on what she thinks it sounds like. Along with the fact that sonically and vocally, it sounds like it belongs to the Speak Now era. If you look at the lyrics, it's really easy to see a lot of parallels to songs such as The Story of Us. And we've gone through and we've picked a few out that are just absolutely, the theme is almost identical to The Story of Us. Do you agree, Molly? So it's almost like the um, the ending of a relationship in two stages. So Battle comes first where it's very raw and there's something's gone down, first shot's fired, everybody's gathered around, there you go. It, it is a battle. The story of us is like a bit later and everything's calmed down and you're like, where do we go from here? Where are we? Do we ignore each other? They're like two different ways of looking at the same situation. They are definitely yeah. about the same situation though, you can always tell. It's two sides of a coin really. Like it's, mm. they are the same. Well, they're not the same because sonically they're completely different. I mean, Battle is, I wouldn't say it's acoustic because it's a produced demo, but when you look at it, next to the album of Speak Now, it is quite acoustic. I'd agree. I think that's probably because it is a demo and it's not, it is produced, you're right, but it's not fully produced. It's not produced as it would be on the album. I was going um, to say, if it was put on the album, it would have had a much higher level of production. I can see it having similar production to something like The Story of Us on the album. Oh my God, now I want to hear that. I think one of the other things about Battle being um, kind of widely assumed to be a red slash 1989 even I've seen, which just oh my god no um <laughs> blows my mind how anyone can think that being a reject from either of those two albums is because it is quite pop um but we've talked before on this podcast about speak now being quite a pop album actually um or definitely veering into pop possibly even more so than half of red than the natural half of red so um that doesn't exclude it from being a speak now cut but I can see it having that kind of pop production on the album if it was to end up on the album if it was fully produced. Yeah, I definitely agree. So if we go back and look at the parallels, if you look at some of the lyrics in the story of us, for example, the battle's in your hands now, but I would lay my armour down. That's that just an obvious one. It's so obvious. I mean, obviously we have the word battle, which is the entire hook of battle slash let's go. But thematically, it just, it's the entire song encapsulated in one line. It is the imagery, isn't it? The two songs just, they're just so similar in terms of imagery and theme. Even the follow-up um, line to that, you said you'd rather love than fight. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's literally, it's so perfect. But in the way it's too perfect, because clearly it was too similar to be put on the same album. We'll get into that a bit later, won't we? Why do we, we will. Why do we on the album? So another lyric is, this is looking like a contest of who can act like they care less. Again, it's so obvious that it's such, it's just drawn from exactly the same situation. You're right, two sides of the same coin. They're the same, they're the same song. It's like that meme where they're showing two things and it's like, what's the difference? And like, well, it's the same the thing. Between the two pictures, yeah. That's, that's it. Not to bring up the follow-up line again, but I liked it better when you were on my side is the same line as, and I used to be on your side. Now it's looking like I'm going to battle. But it's, again, it's almost flipped, isn't it? Mm. So then Molly, you also brought up when we were talking about this, the parallels between the now I'm standing lines. Do you want to go into that a bit more? Yeah. So 
the line now we're standing in the ring in battle and there's a line in the story of us now I'm standing alone in a crowded room so on the surface they're not that similar other than now we're standing now I'm standing if you listen to them the phrasing in them is very similar they are very similar lines even they're not the same melodically but they are close they're not far apart it's it's an interesting parallel and it does make me wonder whether battle was almost either the prequel to the story of us or a song she wrote at a very very similar time and she kind of just picked between them. It's almost as if whichever was written first, she wrote the second one and borrowed concepts and lines from it. Yeah, I wonder if she wrote Battle and thought it's not perfect, it's not portraying the exact situation I want to. I'm going to start over, but pick it's very from possible. some of the concept. Yeah, I would just like to say, if anyone listens to this entire episode and comes out of it thinking, now nah, that's still a red reject, unfollow us now. <laughs> You do not gatekeep, but we gatekeep battle. If you think it's on red, get out. Get out now. <laughs> You're not smart enough to be here. The other song that we noticed very vague parallels to that has been mentioned before, actually, is Better Than Revenge. So the story of us and Better Than Revenge, we all know we're written about two separate people. So the story of us is John Mayer. Better Than Revenge is quite obviously Joe Jonas. But there is one line in battle that hints towards another girl it is interesting to see like the let me remind you for a minute why we're not fine is she here is she standing on the sidelines because there are no other references in the John Mayer songs as far as we have seen referencing like the other girls so like Molly said it is interesting to see whether it could potentially be pulled from another another relationship situation but I don't know that doesn't quite make sense in my head I know what you mean, it doesn't, does it? Because especially at that point in her career, all her songs were very autobiographical. Maybe, I'm throwing this out there, maybe John Mayer cheated on her too. I'm going to throw it out there and say that I don't think they ever had a proper relationship in terms of, I don't know, if you think about the age gap and the fact that... And I know think? They, I know they were a thing, but I don't think they were ever together together I think he was manipulative and um made her think that they were or maybe I mean maybe it did happen maybe he did cheat as such and then try to make it out that they weren't actually dating in the first place so it's not cheating or something along those lines this is very speculative I literally know nothing about their relationship but those are my thoughts that's a fair that's a fair theory actually I see that but yeah, it's interesting that that's the only reference to another girl in this song, but also in every other John Mayer song. So is it about John Mayer? It's 100% about John Mayer. You cannot change my mind. Okay, if you are telling me Let's Go slash Basil is not about John Mayer, then you are telling me the story of us isn't about John Mayer. And we all know that is. That's a valid point. That's, that's why I'm questioning it, because it's obviously a story of us prequel or song I wouldn't even call it a prequel just because it's no it's like on the same level as the story of us it's the sibling it's the sibling of the story it's the sibling it's just that line and that slight parallel to better than revenge that throws me a little bit I think overall I would say it's it's a John Mayer song like that's my that's my conclusion so why do we think it didn't make the album then I think honestly there are two potential reasons that we have both already mentioned One of them is it was far too similar to the story of us. I think it came down to the fact that it was either or 
And considering that the story of us did go on to be a single, it got a video. I think that was a very, very strong contender for the album. And there wasn't going to be a chance that it would be removed from the track list. My other idea, which actually only came into my head like 20 minutes ago when you mentioned it, Molly, is that it could have been a co-write. And obviously we know Taylor wanted to make Speak Now the normal edition, a solely self-written album. I've just had a theory. What if it was a co-write and she decided after co-writing it, not, not immediately after, but at some point that she wanted Speak Now to be a solo write and thought, I'm going to rewrite that song that I really liked, but write it on my own. And that's what the story of us was. That's a cool theory. I like that one. We love speculation on this podcast. It's definitely, history. definitely a possibility. But what what do you what do you think, Molly? Do you think it was too similar to make the album or was there another reason? I think for sure, if, if there was ever a competition between Battle and Story of Us, they would come up as too similar and there's no way that both of them would have ended up on the album. You could say that the Story of Us won the battle. <laughs> but no, I think there's no way both of them would have made the album. And I do think, although as much as we all love Battle, I think the story of us is also such a good song. And I think I'd, I fully understand why she picked that one if that was the case. Amy's going to argue with me and say Battle should have gone on. I, I'm not necessarily going to argue with you because I do see your point And I think that the story of us did make a good single. Oh, I don't know. I have a such I have such a soft spot for unreleased songs because always in my heart, my I'm kind of thinking like, what if we never got to hear these? What if they had never been leaked and they'd never had a life? I know I'm talking about them like they're a person, but um, I don't know. I just I feel like lyrically, it's so good. And with the imagery, like you can you can kind of see. I've got this whole music video in my mind of it, whether in like a dingy boxing gym. <laughs> I think because the line in the story of us, but you held your pride like you should have held me, makes it a winner for me. That line is one of my favourite Taylor lines. I mean, honestly, when you look at Speak Now, some of the lyrics in there are just gobsmacking. And I hate that word. <laughs> I really hate that word. Taylor's best song lyrically is Dear John. I said what I said. She'll never, she'll never top Dear John. I think the story of us and I think that Let's Go slash Battle are both incredible songs. And I would have a hard time choosing between them. So I don't, I don't yeah. judge Taylor. I don't judge Taylor for making the decision that she did. However, I would say when you look at the bonus content on the album, Let's Go 100% should have, could have replaced Superman. Agreed. Oh, absolutely agreed. Can I, can I admit something like so embarrassingly horrible? What? I used to be an absolute Superman stan. What the fuck? I know. Like when I was, I think when I was 12 and I was first listening to Speak Now, I just loved that song. And I, I went over and over in my head. It's ridiculous. It's that so embarrassing. embarrassing. I know. I can't believe that, Amy. So if we've covered why it didn't make the album back in 2010, we now, with the re-recordings, have the tiny, tiny, tiny chance that it may get a life in the next couple of years. Molly, what do you think the possibilities are of Battle slash Let's Go being on the Speak Now vault? 
let's go back to why we think it didn't make the album in the first place. I think if the reason was because it was a co-write, I think it's got a good chance this time. There's no reason why she don't can't put co-writes on in the vault for Speak Now. There's no reason why it has to be a complete seller right still. If the reason was because it's too similar to Story of Us, I think maybe it sounds less of a chance. But still, there's no reason why she can't have two songs that address the same situation on the same album. I think they're different enough. And it, it depends how it was produced. We were saying earlier that it, I think it would have a very similar production to the story of us. But I think she could produce it quite differently. And we've seen that she can change them quite a lot based on what she did to the Fearless Taylor's version songs that we already had. So I think if it was produced in the right way, it would be different enough to the story of us that it would hold its own on the album. And I think I think it would be a great addition to the album. I'd love to see it on there. And I think it stands a fairly good chance. But then again, we don't have many Speak Now um, rejects. So we don't know what it's up against. We don't know what it's in battle with. Very good. I see what you did there. Do we actually have any other Speak Now rejects? Off the top of my head, we don't. We don't actually have the audio of them. We have names, but no. Um, we have names no and a lyric from a certain one, which... Yes we may or may not be able to share with you in future but please do stay tuned we have some very very exciting news to do with unreleased songs which will be coming out at some point i would say i think it has a strong chance of being on the vault purely because i think that taylor likes to release the ones we know i think you're right i feel like there will have been so many songs cut from fearless because she was kind of Leading up to the Fearless album, she was in a really strong position for co-writing in Nashville because she'd had a really successful debut album. She was signed to a label. She was a successful touring artist with the big names. I think people will have been clamoring over themselves to co-write with her, Mm -hmm. meaning that it's more than likely she had a lot of really decent rejects for Fearless. However, four of the six rejects that were picked to go on the vault were songs that had already leaked. I kind of feel that she did that on purpose. I can't tell you why, because I don't know, but I kind of have the suspicion. I'm gonna argue with you a little bit there. So I think it depends on what we think Taylor knows about what songs have leaked. I do think there is I doubt there's a list, a literal list somewhere. She could find it very easily. I think she's aware that certain songs have leaked. But songs like That's When were certainly not fandom favourites. I don't think many people had even heard That's When. Not because it's not out there, but because people haven't bothered to listen to it. And of all the fearless rejects that we've got, we know that Dark Blue Tennessee was um, at one point shortlisted for Fearless. And we know that that's a very popular fandom song. I think if she was doing it that way, she would have put that one on there. Unless, of course, it's going on debut which we're keeping our fingers crossed for. Yeah, I would I would fully say Dark Blue Tennessee is going to be debut. I will not take any criticism. I will not take any comments. In my mind, Dark Blue Tennessee is being put on the debut vault and being made a single, in fact. Okay, so yes or no, do we think it's going to be on the vault? I'm going to throw it out there and say yes. I'm going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we rarely say yes for these songs, don't we? We normally say we want it, but that is actually going to be on there because it was left for a reason. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for listening. Please do follow us on social media at Swift Legacy Podcast and we will see you again next week for a new episode. Bye.